As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I am your host, Josh G. And hey, that G is going to become important today because my guest today also name is Josh. He is the co-host of the 25,000 Miles Radio Show. And he also has a podcast, the Weekend at Deckers podcast. So, Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for having me, man. This is awesome. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, no problem. So why don't you take a minute and tell everyone about your multiple different things you're doing. Well, the two things I'm focusing on lately, uh, like you mentioned, is uh, uh, I'm co-host of a radio show that has become a podcast and picked up by all major streaming services. So it's available on on all the big ones, even some of the small ones. Um, it's called 25,000 Miles. Uh, the whole point behind it was where my kid brother and I live, um, there's really not any good radio. <laughs> so we... Uh, we approached um, a local public radio station and said, give us a show. <laughs> and the wicked funny part is they said, okay. I was like, what? Uh, oh, they're like, yeah, you just got to take this course. <laughs> I'm like, um, okay, cool. Wow. And uh, two months later we were on the air. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it literally went that fast. And I mean, if we could have made it happen fast, so we would have at the time but the whole point of the show is that there's a ton of really good music that's being made that never makes it to radio and so the reason why we called the show 25,000 miles is our goal was to travel around the whole world and play music from those places so we did it systematically so we because we live in Canada we started on the west coast of Canada in British Columbia and we did two hours of music just from British Columbia. And then the next next weekend or the next uh, time we were on, we did two hours from Alberta and then two hours from Saskatchewan and so on and so on and so on until we made it all the way through Canada and the Northwest Territories. And then we started going down through the States. So uh, we started in Maine and worked our way down the East Coast and up and down, zigzagged all over the place, playing music from all these crazy places. And because because my brother and I are both involved in music, we also started doing interviews with bands and then showcasing bands on the show and having them in and having, like if there's bands traveling and they wanted to be on the radio. And the other thing that we, we always encourage everyone to do is if you want to be on the radio, contact us, we'll, we'll put you on the radio. So that's where, that's where that kind of spun from. And then when we got picked up as a podcast, we started um, transferring everything into podcast form. So breaking it up, editing. My brother's been neck deep in editing for the last like year and a half, taking three, essentially three years of radio and turning it into podcasts. Ooh, okay. Wow. So how, how does it all of a sudden become a podcast? Like they say, hey, we want to make this a podcast. Can you guys make it happen? Like how did that transition come about? I think I think it was Joel that reached out to... Like you fill out the application to be on iTunes and they accepted it. And we're like, oh, okay. So I guess we're cool enough. Nice. 
And then, <laughs> um, so what, what we did is we started, like, especially the earlier radio shows, like, because when we were broadcasting, we record all the broadcastings. So we were able to get a hold of those recordings and then shave them down into one hour episodes. And then we made it a practice as well to like start recording ourselves. And then when the pandemic first hit, like nobody was going into the studio because I mean, first of all, you're not, you don't want to be sharing a mic with anybody, let alone people. They're just walking in off the street, like us. So, <laughs> so um, we started doing it virtually and digitally. And we started recording all our shows and sending them into the radio station and they put them into the, into the program, wherever the, wherever the slot was. And I think it was Joel's idea. He said, you know, if we're sending them away to the radio station, why can't we just be sending them to everybody? And that's kind of, that's kind of how that went and, and where it went. And it's a lot of fun to do and a lot of fun to let loose and talk trash and business about music in depth. So that's, so it's, uh, it's really fun. I like it. Out of my curiosity, when you're getting bands from different states, different areas, are you just like Googling these so you can find out enough people? Like, where are you getting all these people or how are you Some finding of, all of them? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go through the big list of wonder if this guy will answer his phone. <laughs> um, we actually, okay, funny story, super funny story before I get too in, in deep into this. Um, I did it. I had the privilege of doing an interview with uh, Joe Keithley, who is the lead singer of a band called DOA. And DOA is a powerhouse in the early punk rock hardcore scene. Like you talk, you watch all these documentaries about like guys from Black Flag and Minor Threat, like all these you know old school bands. They always talk about DOA. And DOA is actually from a suburb of Vancouver called Burnaby. And the lead singer of DOA is a councilman and is actually running for mayor of Burnaby. <laughs> so when I uh, was asked to do an interview with him, his phone number's on the internet. Like you can just look up Joe Keithley and his phone number's right there. And so, I mean, in that case, I literally looked up his number, called him and he answered. <laughs> that one turned out easy anyway. <laughs> yeah, but we, I don't even know how it came about, but we ended up, um, with a, a promoter from um, Fat Records. And she put us in contact with a lot of uh, bands that were either um, coming through or touring or just looking for exposure on, on radio and different things like that. So as a result, we've been, we've had the privilege of, of doing a lot of interviews with some, some pretty big name, big name bands in the, in the punk rock scene. So that's been that's been pretty cool. That's how we that's how that kind of came about. But uh, there's also been instances where you actually reach out to the band. So you either find their their Facebook or their website or whatever. You reach out to them, and say, "Hey, I'd like to," well, kind of like us, and just right. schedule an, an interview. So I gotta ask because I know that at least for bands, it seems to still be a thing. Have you gone and checked out MySpace recently? Because it still <laughs> exists for bands. Okay, I. Uh... I'm not a big, you know, uh, my, I, I have the very fortunate, uh, well, excuse me, I'm fortunate that my kid brother is doing a lot of the, the heavy lifting when it comes to anything computer, anything social media, anything like, I mean, I know how to use programs and I'm, you know, literate in some ways, but like, I remember trying to get on, you know, be a part of MySpace forever ago. And I was like, no, no, this, this is not, this is not for me. Not for, just, you know, 
So no, no. Actually, I don't think I'm ashamed to say no. <laughs> is it? Is it? What's it like? I mean, honestly, I started this podcast and I saw someone post on Twitter that they had a MySpace page, and everybody was like, "What? That still exists?" <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, it's mostly banned." So I went and looked it up, but I didn't go back. I mean, I did have MySpace. What 2008, 2007, somewhere around there, but I haven't had it since then. So I just know now it's like pretty much all bands. So it'd be a good place to find bands. Yeah. I mean, if somebody's still running LimeWire, that might be good for music too, still, right? Maybe. (laughs) All right. So now going on to your other show, tell everybody a little bit about Weekend at Tech. Okay. So this. This came about because this is a this is a big thing for my siblings and I. This is this is a, a, a podcast I do with my younger sister and my kid brother I do the radio show with. We talk about movies. Now, the movies that we've done so far are movies from I mean all the movies are from our childhood. So the whole time we're talking about the movies, we're laughing, we're sharing jokes, we're like it's kind of like a weird version of Mystery Science Theater 3000, except there's no movie playing in the background. It's just us doing the play-by-plays of the movie. And it's, it's something we're do, we do anyway. Like, so in regular conversations, I don't know how many different movie quotes come up or like, oh, I was watching this movie the other day. Did you notice this? Yeah, this thing's happened. Like one of the first shows we recorded was um, Die Hard. And I didn't realize it, but there's a scene when when Bruce Willis goes through the glass, right? He's actually wearing rubber foot boots. Mm-hmm. So he's wearing these little rubber boots yep. that look like feet. And there's a scene where he slides and it looks like he's just wearing like these weird rubber like bag things on his feet and they couldn't edit it out. Like there's so many things in that movie. Like it's so, like it's, it's, a, it's always going to be a good movie. But once you start noticing all these little things, these funny little things, you're never going to unsee them. Anyway, so do it like talking about it together is the, is the funnest part, man. Like it was one of those shows like when we started it, like we've actually got uh, quite a, it's building quite a bit of momentum, which is, which is fun and cool. And we're glad that other people are liking it. And uh, we always encourage everyone to, to check out the, uh, the bricks and blisters podcast network to, to make comments on the show and things like that. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a blast making it. It's one of those things that I can make it. There could be one person listening out there and I'd still love making it. There you, there you go. Hey, that, that is the reason to make a podcast right there. Just love what you're doing. That's it. Yeah. And I think, I think everyone's like convinced that I just love hearing the sound of my voice. Hey, trust me, I've had a past guest on Dre, and that's what he'll tell you. He made a podcast because everybody told him he talked too much. So <laughs> that's literally his reason for starting one. So nice. All right. So now let's get into our movie of the night, taking me back to something I had remember seeing on TV, but never sat and watched until now. That is So I Married an Axe Murderer. So I Married an Axe Murderer, a comedy on the cutting edge. Mike Myers is hilarious. The freshest, funniest film of the summer. Wacky, and wonderful. Somebody needs a hug. It's side-splitting summer fun. Take a needle in your... Mike Myers, so I married an axe murderer. Call me. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday at a theater near you. All right, 
So tell me when you first saw this. When I first saw it? Yeah. I first saw it in either 94 or 95. So 1994, 1995. And I remember I didn't see, like, the only way you saw trailers back then is if they were before another movie, right? And I just remember seeing it on the shelf and seeing Wayne Campbell or, like, you know, Wayne from Wayne's World right. on this thing. I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, so I married an axe murder. And, like, at the time, too, like, the video store that was renting it, they also, you know I mean, like, it was near like Evil Dead and Army of Darkness and things like weird comedies like that, right? So you're like, right. so you see, so I married an axe murder. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to be allowed to rent this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I remember renting it and throwing it on. And from like, from the opening scene, I was, I was in, I was hooked. I was just like, what is this man? Yeah. So yeah, probably nine, other 94 or 95. So I was 15 or 16 when I saw it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And as I said, I remember seeing it on TV, but I didn't sit down and officially watch it till yesterday. But for anyone else out there who maybe hasn't seen it, because it's not like it's some widely known, why don't you tell everyone what this movie is about? This movie is about amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie is about uh, a guy by the name of Charlie McKenzie, who is neurotic when it comes to uh, dating to say the least. And whenever he gets into a relationship and things start going good, he finds any weird little excuse to, to get out. There's actually a whole scene about uh, with uh, Anthony Paglia, Mike Myers sitting there together talking about all the different reasons why he's, you know, the weird sham reasons he's broken up with, with girls. And uh, you know, my favorite is uh, soup. She smelled exactly like beef vegetable soup. not a reason that's not so no um but uh, of course uh as his neuroses fade he meets uh he meets the lovely nancy travis who happens to be working as a butcher and uh of course falls in love things are going good and you know his neuroses kick in again and he starts or he's introduced to the idea of someone called the honeymoon murderer which uh uh, again, a little little character character development here. Uh, the character who plays Charlie McKenzie is uh, the first generation uh, uh, son of uh, Scottish immigrants. So they're his parents are very um, well. They're unique individuals, <laughs> to say the least. And his mother is uh, an avid reader of the Weekly World News, which is uh, probably one of the most famous tabloids of uh, of all time. They're the ones, you know the the man gives birth to to baby with a hundred pound hundred pound right, baby, right. like all the all the crazy like the most outrageous are all on the weekly world news. So he's introduced to the idea that uh, there's you know this person called the honeymoon murderer, and as he starts developing his relationship with Nancy Travis, he starts to notice little things, and uh, he starts to piece you know. Two, two and two together. He's like, no, I'm dating her. I'm dating the honeymoon. Mur- I'm Mrs. X. I'm dating the honeymoon murderer. And after, after being talked out of it, he uh, <laughs> ends up pursuing his relationship. Um, I don't want to spoil too much of it, though. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, I, you're good. You're good. I think you've done a good job yeah. without going too deep into it. Yeah, yeah. And, and comedy ensues. There you go. 
And it um, should be known that Mike Myers does play his Scottish father, and we're getting the early tidbit. And I know you have early, even other stuff you noticed. This is my first yeah, time yeah. noticed. So I'd have to put it together. So I think this is actually the first uh, feature-length film where Mike Myers plays more than one one character in the movie, and he plays his father, Stuart McKenzie, right? And his mother is played by uh, the wonderful Brenda Fricker, who is uh, fantastic. She's again another like the not only the cameos in this movie, but the characters and like the actors played by the, like it's, it's, they're, they're all powerhouses. Yeah. They're all crazy powerhouse yeah. actors, man. Um, was I going to say, yeah, like you were saying, like, uh, uh, the famous Shrek voice right. is right. Uh, very clear, very clear here when, uh, Mike Myers is playing Stuart McKenzie, but there's also, okay. There's a scene in the movie where, Mike Myers goes over to his parents' house for dinner and there his best friend, Tony sitting having a chat to his dad and his dad's going on about all this crazy conspiracy stuff. And he mentions something known as the pentaverate. Now, Mike Myers didn't write this movie. I mean, I, you can obviously see there's, he's got some input, like he's playing Stuart McKenzie and there's lots of, funny Mike Myers stuff. So he's obviously added a lot of stuff or was able to add a lot of stuff to the movie. But that line, when his dad's talking about the Pentaverit and how it's run by the five richest you know, families in the world, there's actually a Netflix TV series coming out called the Pentaverit starring Mike Myers. Ah! So that's where that's from. Um, he does the, the very like clean Scottish accent for his father, which like you said, you know, eventually becomes Shrek and, and uh, fat bastard and all sorts of <laughs> crazy yeah. characters yeah. that he's playing. But there's also a scene where he's uh, speaking with Nancy Travis. They're on the, um, oh, on the, the boardwalk just under the Bay Bridge, right around the Bay Bridge area somewhere. And uh, he starts asking her about uh, evil. He's like, what's the most evil thing you've ever done? And she's like, well, what, what do you call evil? He goes, really evil. Like, so evil, you'd call it evil. Like, the fruits <laughs> of the devil. And you see, like, Dr. Evil just, like, right. come over right. his face. And you're like, all right, I see it, man. <laughs> and, like, just, I mean, I'm, I'm a big Mike Myers fan anyhow. But uh, there's, you know, things that, that carry over from both Wayne's World and uh, different scenes where he, like, that he had done with uh, Tia Carrera. Right, kind of like you know, just being funny and, and awkward in the bedroom and stuff like that. You see that here too in this movie. It's it's great, man. So, did you love it like the first time you saw it? Did it take some time to grow on you, or like were you 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 were in right from the first moment? Oh yeah, yeah. The 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 hook sank deep first go. Right <laughs> from the moment they plopped down that enormous bowl of cappuccino into his hand, I was yeah. just like, "What am I watching?" Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like the style of comedy that's found in this movie i not only relate it to it right away but it like instantly adopted kind of how like the comedy styles that he uses in this movie became a very quick part of my vocabulary and how i how i started to look at things okay so now it gets a little tricky if you had gotten to have a sequel, what would you have liked to have seen? Even back, even if it was back then, you can bring anybody you want back. I realize we never want to put sequels on our favorite movies. I get it, but 
I mean, there's some movies that that deserve sequels. I mean, there's the big space movies. You have to have sequels, right? I mean, they're they're epic. But the, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know where you could find room to eke a sequel out. That would be the other thing. Like, what what even would the storyline be? Yeah, that that is true. Yeah, yeah. So sequels. I don't think so. I think it's it's like it's good good as is <laughs> all right so let's go with the possibility that they could do and that is if they decide to remake this but use obviously modern people who would you put in these roles you know what man from the moment we spoke i've been thinking about this one and i don't <laughs> i think this is like a like a like all planets align at the right time for like not only all these actors but like how they played the roles, like Phil Hartman, Phil Hartman, man, plays John Johnson, also known as Vicky. Like, who are you going to pick to to fill the the shoes of Phil Hartman, right? Yeah, I, I mean, all the all the cameos would definitely be hard to redo. I mean, even if you've got every single person to play their own cameos again, right? And Michael Richards is in this. Like everybody's in this, man. Um, Stephen Wright. Even if you were going to pass on the mantle to a different actor, like there's something about like they could do it, but it wouldn't it wouldn't fly the same way. It wouldn't fly. I don't think. Yeah, no, I I think because I tried to answer the question. <laughs> maybe I'm basically, I'm basically trying to figure out who you think is a modern day Mike Myers. Maybe Jimmy Fallon. Oh, okay. Maybe because I mean, like he's been in weird romantic comedies where he's. He pulled off the character, right? And he's got enough, like, ability to laugh at himself that he doesn't mm-hmm. take take roles too, too seriously. And I think that's a big part of the way Mike Myers played this role is I don't think he took Charlie McKenzie serious, right? He saw through all his, all his flaws and all the weird stuff, and he was able to laugh at himself as the character. But I don't know, man. I, 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 don't, think, I don't think he could. I don't think he could remake it. <laughs> nope. Oh, they could if they ever choose to. They'll do oh, it. No matter what. Gonna always, there's always going to be somebody who forces the issue, right? We're making it. We're just going to, ah, whatever. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to move on to the, the final and the fun part. This is for those people that haven't seen it. And maybe they don't want to go back and watch an early 90s comedy. Or maybe they don't like Mike Myers. I want you to give a final pitch on why they should check at least this one out. They haven't seen it. Uh, Hartman? a reason why they should see this movie i don't know it's a perfect storm it's it's got the storyline it's got the comedy it's got the intrigue and it's uh it's light and it draws you in right away but it's it's got the 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 meat to keep you there i think that's yeah and it's funny as hell And in case they hadn't picked on up what you said earlier, if, if you've seen Shrek and you've seen Austin Powers, you're getting the characters here in this movie before those movies ever come about. I mean, yeah, because honestly, you're right. I forgot all about Fat Bastard. I forgot all about him. I'm you're, you're dead on with that. That's even pre Shrek. I just forgot about Fat Bastard completely. Yeah, man. <laughs> all right. I think that's going to wrap this one up. Tell everyone where how they can. Go find your radio show. Go find your movie podcast. 
if they want to submit themselves to be on there, if any of my listeners are bands, I don't know about that, but if they are, how they can get on there, all that good stuff. Now, I know I've got at least two other people who are going to be right now being like, don't forget to mention this and don't forget to mention that. And don't forget. I probably should have wrote it all down, but that's not how I roll. <laughs> so um, Weekend of Deckard's movie podcast is available on all the major streaming services, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, all the little ones, every major streaming service you can be, we can be found there. There is also 25,000 miles radio show uh, on the same platforms. If you want to be involved in the radio show or check us out, we can be reached at 25,000 miles radio show at gmail.com as well as my brother uh, started his own podcast network. So if you are a podcast and you would like to be produced and helped and, and added to a, a small but growing family of uh, interesting and unique podcasts, you can reach out to the Bricks and Blisters Podcast Network at bricksblisters.com or the website. And what's our email? What's our email? You emailed us. What is it? What's our email? Uh, I think it's bricksblisters. It's like, luckily for me, all I have to do is type in your sister's name that she set it up with and it brings it up. So I don't know the actual email. <laughs> Oh, neither do I. This is horrible. I know they're gonna they're gonna hang me for this one. You know what? It's on the website. If you go to bricksandblisters.com, you will find it there. <laughs> like I said, like like I mentioned earlier, if you want to be, you know, if you have a movie recommendation, if you want to make a comment on something we forgot about or left out or didn't touch on the way you like it, or maybe you don't like the sound of my voice and just want to tell me that. Please, please, my brother would be happy to read the emails. <laughs> I mean, hey, he's not like all any and all feedback is always appreciated when you do a podcast. It does, we oh, yeah. we want to hear it all. <laughs> yeah, you want to know if somebody from you know middle of nowhere, Arkansas, is listening to you going, "What's this guy talking about?" <laughs> and as always, you can find the show at YNF Movie Pod, Twitter, Instagram. Easiest thing to do: go to linktr.ee/slash YNF Movie Pod. It'll have the YouTube channel. It'll have my TikTok that I don't use. It'll have all the other social media, all the podcast platforms. And I will be back next week. Until then, you guys take care, and I'll talk to you next time.